0: What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Hello. Um, It's, uh, I don't know that I've ever come so dangerously close to forgetting that, um, I do indeed have a podcast, but again, um, things are things are chaotic at the moment. And I, I as I was just writing to um, my friend Nick Mouse, I can't remember a time when I've had such uh, panic and anxiety about work, but um, it's now and it's happening, and um, it, it'll be okay. It always is, but. Um sorry, I'm gonna lay down to do this so that I can feel calm. It's eleven something on Thursday evening. And I got home um from work a few minutes ago. Um Harry and I were at studio till ten cutting out unitards for a new Christopher Wheeldon ballet. Um, that will premiere at San Francisco Ballet in a few weeks. A couple weeks? Hard to say. Um, we would have gotten to it sooner, but we ran into a snag with digital printing. And so here we are in a panic. We had planned on having more assistance, but some of that has fallen through, which is, which is okay. And you'd think that we... We'd have many people at the ready to help us stitch and um, just assist in all sort of design endeavors. But somehow after, you know, over a decade of doing this, we we don't have a ton of people that we can rely on to do excellent work. Um, I mean, excellent at this point, maybe doesn't even matter, just. Finishing, quite frankly. Um, we. I think I mentioned last week, so cats out of the bag, that we're working on this Fosse show. I guess I can give a little bit more background into that. I think they contacted us last summer to say that, um, you know, we received an email from um a Joey Parnes' or what I thought at the time was Parness, Joey Parnes' uh, production office saying, um, we'd like to talk to you about designing a Broadway-bound show. And I thought, well, this is a joke. Or these people don't, these people don't know what a Broadway-bound show is, or perhaps they're being hyperbolic. Because um, you do run into you know, people who are like, I am making a performance that's Broadway bound, you know, waiting for Guffman style. Um, but I did a little research. I, I looked into the name, Joey Parnes. I found that it was a legitimate Broadway production office. I called Justin Pack or emailed or texted and said, Do you know of Joey Parnes? And he did. And so he, I vetted, I vetted what, I mean, I, I through research, I found out that Joey (laughs) Joey is real and experienced and so we arranged to do a call and in that Zoom call, we learned about the details of said production, which is a revival of Bob Fosse's dancing, and I do. I think actually Justin predicted that that's what they'd be talking to us about before, before we even got on the call. I think that's how it went. It turns out Joey's name is Joey Parnes. and um, he said, you know, we're talking to some designers, but we're interested in um, just speaking to you about this show and whether you have interest and availability. Blah blah blah. And explained that the show itself was from 1978 and had not been revived since that time. And um, a man named Wayne Salento would be directing, and would we be interested in talking to Wayne about it? He said, "Sure." So, a couple days later, we got on a call with Wayne, who had been a celebrated Bob Fosse dancer, and had appeared in a number of Bob shows and. In fact, I won a Tony Award for Danson and Danson or, or one of Bob's other shows. And Wade and Harriet and I discussed working on the show and what he was hoping the show to be and how he wanted the show to shift for, you know, the times we're living in, etc., And we asked, you know, how do you do find out about us? And he said that his um, choreographic associate, Corinne Herrera, knew about us. And he kind of vetted us through talking to Tyler Peck or something. And um, he figured that since we are really established in dance, that we would be um, interesting people to. Uh, seek out for this project now we weren't we weren't the first people they spoke to I believe that perhaps I think Paul Taswell was originally um, in talks to design this show um, but I mean Paul is now an Oscar nominated designer and I'm sure is you know very busy with other things moving into film et cetera. so There we were in conversation with the producers and the director and um, not too long after that. um, Wait, I actually can't remember if it was a long time or not too long, but shortly thereafter, um, they offered us the job and which was shocking as it is the thing that a of venue that we have absolutely no experience with and once they started up workshop rehearsals in the fall well, you know, they were doing some prep work leading up to it and we were doing research about the other designers um, Robert Brill, the set designer David Grill, the lighting designer and Finn Ross, the projection designer And um, we started kind of mapping out um, a visual identity for the show based on conversations we'd had with Wayne and sort of visual research of the show from the 70s. And so once they were going into workshops in the fall, we came in with a bunch of Ideas that became clear and clear as we started watching the sections come together um, in these rehearsals with all these incredible dancers, performers, really. And so over uh, a month or so of observing those rehearsals, we we started refining and understanding kind of the scope of the work and um, it became very clear that it was the magnitude was far, far bigger than anything we had done in the past. Because we're talking hundreds of costumes as opposed to, you know, a 10 or five. So um, we also, at that time, styled a, f- a promo, promotional photo shoot for posters for the old globe visual materials which is where the show will open in the spring before it uh does a transfer to broadway in the fall which is i guess the hope the expectation rather and um in styling that photo shoot we got to know um we got to know the dancers very well, which was good and understand their style and their bodies and their kind of desires for their, for themselves. And so then after that, we took the holidays to, um, flesh out the rest of the show and shift designs and do more visual research. And I mean, this was, an endless process that's ongoing as it turns out. And, you know, there's, we've, we started getting questions from the producers early on, like, Oh, who would you like to hire on as your associate? Who would you like to hire on to design the hair and makeup? Who would you like to hire on to deal with, you know, shoes or, and we were like, well, we don't, I guess we don't really need anyone. We're sort of, we do it ourselves, right? Like that's, just kind of like, we assumed that that was possible. And, um, they were like, no, you'll you will need an associate. So we're like, okay, well, who who would you recommend? So they, we interviewed a couple people and we landed on this incredible woman named Sumaku, who um, it's actually astounding to think of doing something like this without an associate and without an entire team of assistants. Um, so Sue got on board and with her brought two of her assistants to work, start working with us on the show. And then we also have, um, the production team at the old globe working with us, um, and spent this week with, um, another costume associate from the globe named Charlotte, who's Worked very closely with us this week on fittings. And so, and she brought with her um, a studio assistant or um, wardrobe super, not a wardrobe supervisor. I don't know what it, all, I don't know the title, but somebody who, you know, makes clothes in the shop to come and assist her. So this week we were, we were surrounded by a team of five people to help oversee fittings mostly in um the clothes for the show that are store bought and some of the clothes that are custom made and then as more clothes are built in the coming weeks we will do fittings and all um in the special clothes which actually comprises sort of most of the show and um we are leaving for San Diego on Monday which is why Harriet and I are Harry and I are in a big time crunch regarding, you know, other projects that we are finishing up before we head to San Diego. And our life is just completely consumed by dancing. Oh, my phone got bright. So right now, as I said, we are um, hard at work on these costumes for the San Francisco Ballet for Christopher Wheeldon, and these other costumes for Gemma Bond for uh, the National Ballet of Cuba. And then we have, oh God, we have a premiere for Pam Tano. It's the New York City Ballet, that we're going to have to handle entirely remotely, which will be fine because we are being smart and designing the whole thing in, um, you know, spandex. <laughs> Uh and we'll send over Pantone numbers, etc., so that we can have some control of the color, and then probably have to fly back in for fittings at some point. Um, this all sort of like crept up unexpectedly, which is our own fault because it's not as if it wasn't in our calendar. Um, but here we are. We ran into problems with our printers. And so we lost kind of a week on one of these projects, but it's going to happen. And um, so Harriet and I today spent from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. in fittings. And we're talking, you know, hour to hour and a half fittings because we're going through a lot of looks with each dancer and looking through several options of looks. And then Harriet and I came to studio and we spent about, we ate dinner and then we spent three or so hours um, cutting and stitching unitards. We'll be making tool accessories in the coming day or two. And if we're really fast, we will ship everything to San Francisco before we go. And if we're not really fast, we will either take everything with us to California and ship it from there, or we will have somebody in New York come into studio and ship for us. But as I said before, we, we, we're we actually sending our most reliable assistant, Lauren um, Sterbin, to Cuba on Monday with those costumes. So Lauren will be unavailable to do any kind of shipping or assistance for us in those days after we leave for California. Um, Anyways, that's the report on work. Um, Hopefully, if, if Danson does the big transfer to Broadway in the fall, I'm excited for y'all to see it. It's going to be, it's incredible dancing. These dances, these Fosse dances are wonderful. And, um, you know, I don't like a musical, but This is one I'd happily watch. I watched... uh, I watched Impeachment over the past couple weeks um, before bed. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I was totally skeptical about the casting, but as it turns out, I was wrong. And Beanie Feldstein, I thought, was very compelling as Monica Lewinsky. Sarah Paulson was incredible as Linda Tripp. Clive Owen was uncanny (laughs) as Bill Clinton. Mm. And um, Edie Falco uh, as playing Hillary Clinton as Carmela Soprano eventually won me over. I just had to get used to it. I had to get used to it and realize that She wasn't going to be doing an imitation of Hillary Clinton. She was just going to be being herself and, um, you know, acting well, being emotionally convincing, but just not doing an imitation. She's doing her own thing. What else can I tell you? Um, was, I must have. I definitely talked to you since Sarah Mearn's show. I haven't seen a show. I haven't seen a show since then, obviously, because I've been in the world of working, you know, 12 to 14 hour days. There's no time to see a show. In fact, I was meant to pick up some costumes from the Joyce Theater on Monday, and it's now Friday, or about to be Friday, and I never did it. But maybe I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow as I returned studio from buying zippers and elastic read zippers elastic Joyce studio zippers elastic Joyce studio that'll work I can do that um wow what else to say really it's the weather's been erratic um I went on a date. I even managed to fit in a date, if you can imagine, because the fabric hadn't arrived yet. So last night I had a Thai food with someone who I got set up with, my good friends, and it was really nice. I had a very nice time, I won't tell you about that person because it seems premature, but you know, After two or so years, if if it works out, I'll let you know. But, you know, I don't kiss and tail. Um, Do I want to have something sweet before bed? It's 11.22. Should I eat a banana with peanut butter? Should I make a little milky banana shake kind of thing? Maybe I'll just have water with emergency. That also sounds like a delight. I do have a bunch of food that's going to rot if I don't eat I have so much cheese. I shopped this week and I I bought three cheeses. One of which I think I can... Oh, maybe I should freeze. Can you freeze cheddar cheese? I think so. I guess I'll freeze the cheddar and the Parmesan, but I'll try to eat the mozzarella because that's certainly not... I don't think that's freezable. What would happen? It sounds scary spring is springing here in new york there's there's uh little buds on the flowering trees and i I saw a little bit of green today through the fog today was a foggy day foggy day um i've been talking to you for 20 minutes what else is there to say really can you believe that harriet and i work on Broadway now after all I've said to disparage the form itself (sighs) look at some point Harry and I are going to need to figure out a way to age into retirement you know and the way things are going it's not going to happen in dance unless suddenly people start hiring us to design full length nutcrackers and sleeping beauties or whatever on a regular basis, but that's not happened yet. We've been doing this for quite a while. So if it has to be Broadway, so be it. And couldn't have been a way, better way to start. A show called Dancin'. Can you imagine? Hopefully we'll nail it. I mean, Harry and I have been discussing um, what it is that kind of defines aesthetics on Broadway. And, you know, what it is, whatever it is that we're doing is going to be something of a departure. Um, Because I don't always characterize us as minimalists, but in the context of what people do for Broadway, I would say that's accurate. We don't, you know, often I'm seeing these Broadway costumes that are made from probably, you know, 16 different fabrics in a similar tone or something. And we just don't do that. We keep it pretty simple with broad strokes, techniques and constructions and fabrications. You know, our our concern is proportion, how it looks, um, uh, color, huge concern. Um sort of how it plays with light another concern how it moves huge concern not so concerned about um you know seams seam placement can't you can't see them anyways um some days I think wow we could have done so much more and other days I'm like it's enough you know Harriet reminded me that you know if you because we started looking at someone else's work today and it seemed that they'd been in their rendering so thorough in explaining you know how how the garment looks from the side and the back and all the pieces and blah 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 and it's like well then there's no room to to shift and interpret in the making process so for clothes that are being made, you know, we're fairly clear. It's not like I'm leaving out seams in my drawings, but we're not overly explicit. And also we're not overly attached to various fabrications and constructions because at the end of the day, it has to look good on the person. So sometimes you have to make big edits and that's okay. can't get too attached to the drawing and so sometimes it just feels like a waste of time to do you know either incredibly beautiful or overly meticulous drawings and as you know we've taken to drawing on the iPad Pro um do y'all know um Robert Perziola is that his first name Robert I've never met the person but if you look them up online You will find some of the most outlandishly detailed and beautiful costume renderings you've ever seen. And I, it really leads me to wonder, what is this process? Is Robert just sitting at a drafting table with his watercolors and gouache, just painting beautiful ballet costumes and opera costumes all day long? Or maybe Robert is just so incredibly fast at painting. I mean, it would be hard. I, 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 fi- I find that hard to believe. These, these, these do not feel quick. I mean, they are beautiful and detailed. And anyways, mad respect. Mad respect. But I don't know that I'll ever be doing anything like that. Um, how are you all? How are you transitioning into the spring? Are you relieved? The days are so much longer now, right? Now that the clock's changed. The clock in our studio, I still haven't changed it. But I now just accept it to be an hour behind. Um, Is there anything else I can tell you that I've watched? Hard to say. Nothing terribly interesting on YouTube. I had dinner with Jack and Jeremy last Sunday? Saturday, Sunday? Jeremy made some delicious food. Some buttery, garlicky oyster sauce. Spaghetti. Oh, it's really yummy. And also like a tofu. Something. Mushrooms. But what was like the kind of primary thing in there? Something green? I don't know. I have my legs up the wall right now because I was standing for many, many, many hours today. Um so I'm a little a little congested from being on my back. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's all I've got in me today. Next week, I'll be in California to record. And maybe I'll have a guest. A musical theater performer, even. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Um, I'm feeling pretty good, despite my work anxiety. I'm gonna... um, Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't have my big guest on this week she and i that's your first context clue have to be in touch all right oh bobby briscoe i hope you're good thanks for messaging um we can do some chatting soon i'm sure there's some questions you've asked that i haven't answered thanks for your input about david dawson those few weeks ago Um you know valid we all have a different experience of everything and you know there's value in all kinds of stuff even if i'm you know it's not for me all right people we love you bye, bye.